0: No, my, hearty my, kite, hortaka. You've heard the horns. It's 3.45. It's time for the panel. Wallace Chapman with you. Work will start towards building two new youth justice units that'll cater to up to 30 higher needs youth. Added to Labour's tough on youth crime announcement, Marie Dyberg KC joins the panel right after four on that issue. Also, the Victorian government has cancelled plans to host the 2026 Commonwealth Games due to financial issues. Daniel Andrews, Premier, Premier, said, I've made a lot of difficult calls. This is not one of them. Why? Former chef de Dave Gerard joins us on that. Also, National will allow young people to tap their KiwiSaver account. That on the panel. And there is nothing better than hearing a good whistler like Roger Whittaker. The Guardian asks, "Why has whistling gone out of fashion?" Because we whistled everywhere in the '80s, didn't we? Can you whistle like Roger or yourself? Text me two one zero one. Email the panel With me this afternoon, Ali Jones, former uh, from Red PR and community boy. of to Alley. Ali. Kia ora. And Professor Alan Blackman, Professor of Chemistry at AUT. Alan, welcome to the program. Hey, Wallace. Great to have you both on this afternoon. Welcoming all your feedback, uh, as the case is always the case, you can contact me by uh, text 2101 or email panel at rnz.co.nz. And yesterday on the show, I wanted to know how to grow passion fruit. They the Oyster of fruits, I said, my favourite, but apparently notoriously tricky to grow. We got a listener up who had a lot of success by looking at the way wild passion fruit grew and replicating what he saw in the wild with regular passion fruit. Talking banana passion fruit here, but they are a pest. Suddenly we were bombarded with text, outraged about banana passion fruit. My mother even called me after the show. Well, listing was Wellington City Council's biosecurity specialist, Alona Keenan. Kia ora, Alona. Kia ora. And you were a bit shocked when you were listing, I understand.
1: Yeah, I was in my garden, and um, there might have been some swear words, yeah. Because it's, um, it's a serious, serious pest. All over the country, um, from Northland, down to Raki ora. So
0: here you were in the garden, swearing your heart out because somebody on the panel loved banana passion fruit?
1: Yeah, basically, it's one of those nasty um, weeds that uh, is actually banned from uh, sale, distribution and propagation. Um, And it was kind of sad to hear it on national radio, my favourite radio station.
0: (laughs) Okay, I've got a... All right, well, I've got a conundrum for you, Alona. Is it a weed if it tastes really good?
1: Yes. It's a little bit like a deer is a pest, even though it tastes really good. Understood. It's all all about the damage that it does to our lovely um, native environment. Um, Non-passion fruit uh, will grow into the canopy and cause canopy collapse in a forest. But it also grows on sand dunes as well. So it grows all the way up the country and yeah. all the different habitats.
0: Oh, right. So, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry about that, Alona. It really is a pest, isn't it? So stay there. Let's bring our panel in and then we can come back. Allie Jones.
2: I haven't heard of banana passion fruit. We tried to grow passion fruit some years ago, but in a glass house, uh, and it grew amazingly. But apparently you need need a male and a female or something, so we just had lovely leaves and no fruit. Um, I mean, (laughs) what does a banana passion fruit look like? Alona?
1: Sure. Well, the best place to go for any weeds is a lovely website called Weedmasters. Um, banana passion fruit, um, it's a bit long. The, um, the leaves are similar to the passion fruit that you were so successful in growing. Um, but uh, the, the fruit is um, a little bit longer, so possibly more tamarillo-shaped, um, mm-hmm. and they are yellow um, and purple in colour.
3: Yeah, um, I had a whole lot of them at my place down in um, Dunedin, actually. Banana passion <laughs> Yeah, banana passion fruit. Yeah, yeah. fruit. It was one of the few things that grew there out on the uh, peninsula. And i got to say, they were yummy, but um, <laughs> I, I did get rid of them all eventually – so yeah. don't, don't put mean, me in a bad book.
0: Look, look, you know, we've, we've done this before, Alona, and I'm no stranger to the fact that, uh, yes, they are, banana passion are incredibly delicious, particularly with ice cream. Um, <laughs> but there's a serious side of this, isn't there? That, and in fact, it's an unspoken uh, epidemic in New Zealand, some say, that our, our noxious species, our weeds, are overtaking parts of the country.
1: That's correct. I mean, when you think about how many introduced animals we have, um, there's about 30 mammals. We've got over 20,000 introduced plants. Not all of them are weeds, but around 1,000 of them are invading our lovely native habitat. So what
0: advice would you give people uh, because apparently they grow and they grow a lot I mean, Ellen Blackman's uh, example there, we got a bit of a response to it uh, and there are many people concerned that they are just they just do take over. What would be your best advice if you see something like banana passion fruit in your property, what would you do? So again,
1: it would depend on your, um, on your property but the Weedbusters website has a um, great um, number of options around how you can get rid of it um, which is like pulling it up, cutting off the stumps and treating those with herbicides um, and there's um, spraying as well and the rates are given there um, and with all weeds um, as any gardener will know they don't go away, you have to come uh, back again and again and again to get rid of them uh,
0: What about you Ellie Jones, what, are, what weeds are particularly significant in Either your property or your area well
2: i 'm living in a bus at the moment, so we 're quite fortunate if we see weeds, we just drive on. Uh, but when we were in uh, the house yeah. if we were in the house before it was demolished um, old man 's beard was was, was everywhere. And I had real trouble getting rid of blackcurrant canes out of, not currants, sorry, blackberry uh, out of the vegetable garden. So those were the two yeah. uh, sort of noxious ones that we see, I see a lot of anyway down here. What do you see? I think there are six top pests in the Wellington City
0: area. Am I right, Alona?
1: Yeah, well, we've got more than that. Yeah. But we do have some top ones. Um, old Man's Beard is one of those, And really. um, We've got a wonderful community group um, who, who are on a mission to get rid of Old Man's Beard across the city. Banana Passion Fruit is another one. Uh, climbing asparagus is really, really nasty And some of our reserves. They can actually rim back our native trees. Oh, goodness. Have um, Japanese honeysuckle um, which again climbs up and smothers things um, and then down on, on the sand dunes we've, we've got marram grass which we're trying to remove as well um, and possibly the last one, although it's a bit hard for me to tackle across the reserve network, would be the wandering Willie or trail games, Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, there was a there was a large report, wasn't there? I think was it by um, Minister for the was it for, by Simon Upton? I think uh, a year or yeah, so that's ago. Right. Yeah. 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 About this issue um, that you yeah, keep yeah. going.
1: Yeah, the Parliamentary Commissioner for the Environment did an amazing um, report, which is called Space Invaders, um, which sort of shows <laughs> that we're, uh, we're not, as a country, doing um, very well in managing our ecological weeds. However, what was really positive was the six little um, stories that they had on the amazing work that the community group is doing, community groups across the, uh, across the country, and what made me swear a little bit yesterday yes. um, was, was um, on Antarctica and Golden Bay, there is an amazing community group called Project Divine. And so they're working on Takaka Hill trying to get rid of banana patch and, and old man's beard. So um, it just resonated a little bit with me, with our lovely um, guest.
0: Well I'm, well, I'm glad we had you on, uh, Alona, <laughs> to actually highlight the other side of banana passion. But finally, uh, I'm just going to throw a moral uh, issue at you. Uh, would it be bad if here you were in the garden working hard to eradicate it, but you stole a few banana passion fruit for the, for the fruit bowl
1: at the same, <laughs> same time? Myself, I just couldn't do it. I just, It's um, ethically wrong for me to do that. Um, other people? No. Um, hopefully
0: not. Good on you. Hey, nice <laughs> to have you on the program. Thank you very much. Thank you
1: very much, Willis.
0: That's Wellington City Council's biosecurity specialist, Alainum uh, Keenan. Uh, on gosh, yeah. Quite a bit of response to that. While they are a weed, banana passion fruit are super yummy and are going to keep a place in my garden. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know though. I mean, they're, they're such a weed, aren't they? Meanwhile, a lot of people coming through about whistling. Uh, I used to whistle all the time, loved it. Then one day I caught myself in reflection and realised I actually look rather freakish whistling. <laughs> so it sort of reduced my public whistling. Um, where has whistling gone? We used to do it back in the 80s. Why not now? Uh, We talk about that later. Anyway, time for I've been thinking. Ellie Jones, uh, take it away.
2: Well, I've been thinking about how um, comments, I think it was last night I saw the story on the news, actually, about the calls to get people back to work in the office as opposed to work from home, which, of course, was... um, you know, a part of this this COVID and, and um, keeping yourself and others safe. And across the Tasman particularly, uh, people are calling for, businesses are calling for people to get back into the office. And the major banks have been quoted in this. They've demanded that senior managers be in the office five days a week. God bless them. Uh, Pre-COVID-19, only about 6% of the workforce. I did a bit of research, worked mostly from home. And in 2022 in Australia, that increased 29% of Australia. And so you can see, it's considerable. Now it's obvious why so many people have opted to continue working from home. Apart from you know being able to go to the pantry and the fridge mm. and put the laundry out and so forth. Although putting the laundry out is part of this, um, so many people have opted to keep doing it, and particularly women. Right now, caring for children is always an issue, particularly for women when it comes to working. Uh, and I thought it was, re- I thought it was sexist. I thought it was gender discrimination for people to start demanding that people go back to work. This has actually made it easier for women, for parents to more easily manage children's activities, picking them up from school, looking after them if they're sick, putting the laundry out, whatever. You know, and who are the people calling for everyone to get back into the office? It's men. So uh, my message to them is pull your heads in and move with the times. This has been one of the best things that's happened for women and for the labour force. It's allowed women to uh, be back in the labour force and to be at home as well.
0: Ellie Jones very good, very good. Uh, I've been thinking there, right? Nice one, uh, Alan Blackman. I've been
3: thinking. <clears throat> well, this is going to um, sound a bit trite after that, but um, imagine your favourite band um, who disbanded you know, a few years ago and they found a missing song from them. Um, you'd be excited and um, this is exactly what's happened for those uh, fans of Steely Dan out there, of which Wallace is one The greatest. There we go. The greatest band in the world. (laughs) So so the story goes, in 1979, Steely Dan were recording their sort of last but one album for the time being. Uh, They'd spent months and months and months on a particular song, which was called The Second Arrangement, and um, just when it had got up to sort of standard, Somebody taped over it. Um, So this was a big accident. They'd spent so much time on it. They tried to sort of re-record it again, but it never quite got there, and they they just couldn't reproduce it, so they ditched it. And it's the great sort of holy grail of Steely Dan fans, this second arrangement song. Um, And it exists in a bunch of low-quality bootlegs and stuff like that. But until now, so the daughters of the engineer on that session um, were going through his possessions. They found this old uh, cassette tape that was labelled Second R, -R -R. A-R-R. They posted this on Facebook. Uh, The whole place went mad. They then took about a year because they didn't want to play this because cassette tapes have only got a life about 30 years. This is about 40 years old. So they were wondering whether there's anything on it or if they played it once, would they ruin it forever? Thankfully no, they didn't ruin it forever. What does it sound like? It sounds really good. Shall we have a bit of a listen? I think we should. Here absolutely. we go. When I run to the second arrangement. It's old.
2: Too. There's been collusion. There's been collusion in setting this up.
0: Steely Dan. Give me the t-shirt. Oh yes, indeed. A a, a non-alcoholic pina colada. (laughs) You know, and just let me just go loose. Isn't it great, Ellie Jones? What a what a
2: band, Ellie Jones. Eh? Uh,
0: Yeah. But bit too soft rock
2: finale oh look what? it's not my cup of tea i quite like it but you know i mean listen to the two of you this is just a bromance it's ridiculous
0: all right yeah steely dan here we go the panel